1: The conversations in your home flow. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 114. So, today we're going to cover three lessons from unintentional homeschooling while working at home. And if you're listening to this in real time, I'm recording this during all things pandemic, sheltering in place, quarantining, whatever it is that you're referring to it as. Uh, but during this crazy time in 2020 where we have literally been sheltering in place schools have been closed for the year prematurely and many many working parents have found themselves that they're lucky enough not to be furloughed and actually still be working working now from home with kids in tow who many of which have online classes if you're lucky Um, or you're having to figure out how to set a homeschool curriculum when you never meant to be a homeschooling parent, or maybe you have preschoolers at home and you're, you've become a preschool teacher. And so I had a mom who recently said, my four-year-old's out of control. My husband and I, we are working from home. We have a four and a six-year-old. We have basically, we've Got our working hours from eight to five. We have meetings throughout the day. They can spring up at any time. Our six year old has some online classes and things, and our four year old is just literally out of control. And he used to sleep through the night, but now he wakes up five or six times. This is super stressful and he refuses to play by himself. He's driving his sister crazy. He's out of control with her. He's constantly throwing himself around in aggressive ways. He's doing aggressive things to everyone. No matter if we've done some things with him outside here and there, it's just like nothing is ever enough. And we can't do this. We have to work. And I don't know what to do with him. Plus the fact, we're exhausted. We are up many times during the night. We have a hard time getting them down before 9.30 or 10 o'clock. And this is just not going to work. Like she was pissed, you guys. She was mad. And uh, and so, number one, I recognized that she was really over it. Over it. And I think many of us can relate. Like when we're in this time of stress and we weren't expecting this, life threw us all a curveball. We have to work for a living and uh we're all just trying to figure it out and so what do you do when you're like in the thick of it and you've got a four-year-old who's just totally out of control and acting like a maniac um fighting with your other children i mean and this could be four this could be eight this could be any age i mean if you've got a strong willed kid you know even the easiest temperaments in times like right now they're not necessarily showing up as their best selves and so If you have a strong-willed kid, no matter what their age is, it can feel like the hours of the day are weeks long. It's exhausting. And then on top of it, when you're not getting sleep at night and everyone in the family is exhausted and you know, like, like everyone's a half a step away from getting furloughed. So if you're not able to show up for the responsibilities of your job, maybe you're feeling super stressed out there. It's just like, okay, what are we going to do here? How are we going to figure this out? So I wanted to give you guys three lessons that I think we can all learn from this time and from this mom's situation. And uh, and kind of some of my words of advice for her. So as I just sort of validated, do you see how I just kind of I just laid out the situation and I really wanted to lay it out in a way of we get it. This is a flipping hard ass time for so many families. And so where we start with, I mean, what I like to say is is. Is we solve problems. That's what we do in mastermind parenting. And we have a framework to solve problems. We have a framework to figure everything out. And guess what? Life throws us curveballs a lot of times, but we don't wanna just be told, guess what? So what? Life's messy. You're gonna have to figure it out. It feels pretty insensitive, right? To say it like that. And all that is going to happen when we handle things like that, whether it's to another parent, whether it's to our kids when they're going through a stressful time, it makes the other person feel defensive. So the first place we're going to start with everything is empathy. And what I just did, the way I laid out that situation, you guys, that really is sort of stating the obvious, which is my favorite, one of my favorite tools for for tactical, practical empathy. It's just laying things out in a super obvious way, which I'm not giving any solutions there. I'm just sort of saying like, I get it. Yes. I'll sit in the mud right here with you. I'm not going to argue that this isn't a stressful time. It is such a stressful time. And just by stating the obvious when somebody is in the lower centers of their brain because they're going through a stressful time, just doing that can help the other person start to move up in their brain and move into a place of everything's figure outable for themselves. Because as humans, we are all designed to figure things out, right? We are all designed to. Survive and our survival instincts kick in for a reason. So, we're resilient, we're naturally resilient creatures. And when we show up for other humans from this place of, I get it, this is hard. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm, Me too. Uh huh. All it does is help the other person have those survival instincts of figuring things out and not staying stuck in the mud. It helps that person have those instincts kick in. So, The first thing is, is that we gotta show up for each other with empathy and we have to show up with empathy for ourselves. So for this mom, my first lesson for her would be, you have to give yourself some grace. If that means a good cry, if that means refusing to feel guilty because you yelled 27 times today and, and, and knowing that you didn't show up the way you necessarily wanted to show up. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't according to your master plan as being the best mom ever um, because it was a super stressful day. Uh, that's okay. And, and give yourself some grace that you're in a hard time and you're human. And today sucked. And, and getting mired down in guilt and all the things you did and said wrong Uh, It doesn't mean you're not going to own it. It doesn't mean that you're not going to face it. It just means that you're not going to beat yourself up any further about it. And when you give yourself some grace, then you can get to a place of, okay, how am I going to do it differently tomorrow? Today was messy and we were exhausted. And of course I yelled and did things that I'm not proud of. And I'm worried, I'm worried about my job. I'm not feeling like I'm filling the days the way I want to. Uh, I'm worried about lots of things. I want my kids to be happy. I don't want them to be fighting. I don't want them to seem out of control. And so it was a hard day and we're gonna have hard days and we're gonna do something, one little thing tomorrow, that's gonna feel better. And I deserve to get a good night's sleep and it's gonna help me to show up as a more patient version of myself tomorrow. And what, and, and what is one thing I'm gonna do differently tomorrow? Okay, tonight I'm going to get a good night's sleep. I'm going to listen to something, I'm going to take a bath, I'm going to listen to something relaxing that puts me to sleep in a good headspace, I'm going to take a melatonin to get my thoughts to stop swirling, I'm going to read something, I'm not going to be on social media, and then I'm going to wake up, I'm going to set my alarm for 30 minutes earlier tomorrow so I have a minute to get up and get myself together and maybe even listen to something calming and relaxing and meditative to start my day off on the right foot, or I'm going to get up and I'm going to do 30 minutes of gentle yoga stretches so that I can start my day off and feel like I gave, I did something healthy for my body, right? So like ending the day in a way that feels nurturing and, and keeping a promise to yourself the next day to start the day off on the right foot, that is something you guys, okay? And that's what comes from giving yourself grace and empathy. So let's start there with some grace and some empathy, okay? When I started questioning this mom, okay, well, tell me about your day. What is, how's the day structured? And the mom's like, yeah, I've never been so good with consistency or plans or structure. And I said, well, what does the day look like? And she's like, well, it just depends on the day. And I said, okay, kids need structure. So lesson number two is kids thrive with structure. We have to plan out our day. We have to show up as the pack leaders who have a plan, who have a daily routine. Like this mom had no plan, no daily routine, nothing in place. There was no structure. And there's a reason if you go into any teacher's classroom, she's going to have the schedule of the day on a visual posted up in her classroom. And I know we didn't sign up to be teachers. And here we are with our kids during the day, needing to learn things, needing to have a life, needing to have a day. And kids really do thrive with some structure. And I can speak... You know, from my point of view, I am a rebel tendency. I resist. I've done a ton of assessments. I resist structure and systems, and it is not a strength for me. So, if I can do it, you guys can do it too. And it doesn't mean it has to be super rigid or super cookie cutter. But if you think about how your kid, like for this four-year-old, how his his day is typically structured, you know, at preschool from nine to twelve, you know there's playtime you know there's outside playtime you know there's indoor playtime you know there's centers set up maybe there's the block center maybe there's the art center maybe there's the lego center um you know there's a snack involved you know that there might be some music okay these are all things that we can put in place and have structured and during those quiet times especially when we start the day off in a connecting way Uh, And we've got to get up, we've got to get the people breakfast, and the people have got to get dressed, and we go outside and we know we're going to have 45 minutes of outside play. Um, We're going to go outside for 45 minutes and have some outside play, and you may be able to put in an earbud during some of that time if your kids are playing and things are going well, and catch up on some work calls. You may be able to do a little bit of multitasking, but get them outside. So that's a, that's, that puts some structure in place. It doesn't mean you have to be the preschool teacher, you know, taking them from center to center necessarily, sitting there with them, interacting with them. If you structure it where you're sprinkling in time together and time to play alone, time together and time to play alone, you, you'll realize that you're able to accomplish a whole lot more. And it may turn out that quiet Lego time or quiet art time guys are starting to work together more as a team where you say hey listen i've got a work call from this time to this time so let's play and have some fun right now and then during my work call i'm going to go into my office and take it it needs to be super quiet and you can do this you if you'd like to color and do some art if you can promise me that your lips won't be moving then you can come and do that maybe you want to have some wear my AirPods?" And listen to some fun music while you do your art in mommy's office. How does that sound? And so you guys are going to work together. Okay. So you, so it's like, you have to set realistic expectations. And what I said to this mom was employers know if you're working from home from eight to five and you got kids home, all employers know right now, it's a crazy time, especially for parents. So they understand that. I mean, I've seen a million different funny memes about Zoom calls and kids in the background and, and different things like that. But when you bring that calm, centered leadership energy and you're having realistic expectations where you're spending some quality time and then you're allowing them to be the fly on the wall of your life and be quiet and you're, and you're also spending the time really practicing the skill building, practicing, okay, let's practice. So if mommy's on a work call, let's pretend you're doing your art in here. What are some things you could do in here while mommy's on a work call where your lips aren't moving? Should we let's pick out the, your favorite music so we have your little playlist set up so that when you want to listen to the music, if you want to be in here with mommy, as long as you're quiet and mommy's on the work call, you could totally be in here with me. It'd be so fun for me to get to look over. I don't normally get to do that at work. I can look over and see your cute little face. Um, Let's do that. Okay, so you're going to really bring realistic expectations and have some structure in your day. Have some structure in your day. Post it on a visual and put it up. So that you even if you have a little four-year-old who isn't reading yet and doesn't know time, you can have some little visuals. You can say, Oh, we're having snack. What comes next? Look at the go look at the schedule. Show me what comes next. And you're really proactively spending your time skill building. Now, what's typically been happening in a lot of households is we resist doing this. We resist showing up as these assertive pack leaders and So as a result, the day just happens to us. So the day creates us. We're behind the eight ball. There's a lot of chaos versus us taking the time to be effective leaders and to create our day. And what I tell all the parents that I work with, I said, you guys have these skill sets. I mean, I happen to attract parents that usually are in some higher level management or authoritative position at work, and they're running teams or they're a part of a team. They're leading other people. A lot of times they have you know, jobs where they're doctors or lawyers or business owners. And I said, you guys have these skill sets. It's not like this is brand new for you. You know, you're not an hourly employee who's just a taskmaster being told this is what you're working on today. You are part of creating those structures. So let's just bring that skill set home, right? We're going to bring that skill set home and do all the things that you already know how to do and show up as your badass self here. Because we got this, okay. So, lesson one, empathy. Empathy starts for yourself. Lesson two, structure. We gotta have some structure. We gotta bring our pack leadership to the table. And lesson three is PAC leaders focus on the plan. We focus on the skill building and the empowering, okay, of our little humans. And how do we empower the little humans? One of my favorite hacks is we empower with two positive choices. OK, we empower with two positive choices as much as possible, especially when we're skill building, because choice is the opposite of control. Control always leads to rebellion. So if we're telling them, don't do that, stop doing that, you know the rules, blah, 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 blah. That's just controlling. And it's just going to cause resistance and rebellion. It, it just does. And if, if you have a, a super easy kid, one of your kids or two of your kids are super easy. And they're like, you're like, no, when I tell them what to do, they do it. Guess what? wait till those kids are teenagers. Control always leads to rebellion. So they're gonna rebel. They're just not doing it as little kids. They're gonna wait and give it to you big time when they become teenagers and it's gonna probably be pretty scary. The strong-willed ones, they're gonna rebel now. They rebel from the get-go. So when we offer empowering choices, like two positive choices, we don't care if it's the Red Bull or the Blue Bull. We don't care if they push the button or we push the button. And when we do it proactively, and we do it a lot, especially during the skill building phase. So we're not focused on putting out all the fires that are happening because we didn't show up as the pack leaders with plans and structure and, and communicating with empathy and also having a firm, assertive, direct voice. Um, if we didn't do all those things, then we're behind the eight ball and now it's all just happening to us. But if we take the time and we do those things, Now we can also proactively empower them with choice and they get to feel like they're part of the solution. They get to feel really good about themselves. This is also a huge confidence builder for our kids. So you want to sprinkle in a little bit of fun once they're making those choices. Once they're making those choices, whatever choice it is, then you have a little tiny bit of fun. It might be a cute saying or all of a sudden, uh, one of my moms recorded a, um, an audio of her in the moment with her son who was six. And they were going through uh, a lot of of chaos in the morning where he wasn't doing the stuff he needed to do to get ready for the day in the morning. Plus he was making a whole bunch of noise. She, um, and he was waking up other people in the household before they were ready to be woken up. And it was just, um, it was just a lot of stress. And so she started to, she said, you know what? I got to empower with choice and i've got to show him exactly what's expected and i need to focus my energy on on helping him be successful in the morning be independent in the morning do all the things he needs to do in the morning so she recorded a little two-minute video that i think would be really helpful for you guys to listen what does it sound like when you're doing all these things in the moment in real time and i want y'all to remember she gives this choice or that choice this choice or that choice this choice or that choice And it sounds like a lot, okay? And y'all might go, oh my God, who has time for all that kid? Just do the things you're supposed to do. And I want y'all to remember, it's two minutes. That's all she took, two minutes to proactively skill build with him and set him up for success. And then at the very end, she sprinkles in a little bit of fun and they have a good time. And now he has a positive association with doing the things that he needs to do and he gets to feel super successful. So. Enjoy this this little audio from a mom in the trenches who is putting these things into practice. She is showing up as a pack leader. She has some structure built in. She's using assertive, positive choices. And she had to have had empathy, you know, in the way that she communicated. She had to let him know she gets it. She gets that he's excited about the day. She had to let herself um feel some grace for all the mornings where it didn't go well. And now she's been able to uh, show some empathy and some grace for herself and now attack the situation in a way that's going to be effective. So remember, lesson one is all about empathy. Lesson two is all about structure. Lesson three is all about pack leadership. Enjoy.
0: Um, First of all, you didn't, I wasn't sure, do you want one waffle or two? You said to. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, did you want to put the 13 minutes on the microwave or me? You? Can you reach it? Right there. Timer. Uh Uh-huh. There you go. One. One, three. What's happening? Wait, no, no, no. So close. What's happening when the timer goes off? Look at me. What's happening, Ben? Uh, I'm making my... You're, I'm making your waffles and you're doing what? My tasks. Your tasks. Do you want to blast off or me? When the timer goes off. Yeah, when the timer goes off. Do you want to be the one that blasts off or do you want me to do it? Do I get 13 minutes? You have 13 minutes and what's happening in those 13 minutes? Uh, after it. No, during it. Oh, I'm doing my tasks. You're doing your tasks and where will you find, like if you forget what you're supposed to be doing, where will you go? Yep, in the corner. What happens if your clothes aren't there? What do you do? Uh, ask me. No, no, no. You don't ask mommy to go get it. You just go get it with quiet feet because there's other people sleeping. Quiet feet, walking feet upstairs. Who's blasting off, you or me? me loud so I can hear you. you uh, me? From 10 or from 5? From 10. Okay, get your lights ready. Get your hands ready. And I'm going to make two waffles. Do you want honey or syrup? I can have both. Both? No, that's too much sugar. So honey on one waffle and
1: syrup on the
0: Oh, I could do that, that works. Knuckles in, get your knuckles in. From five or
1: 10?
0: Ten. Oh, ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Get your feet ready, give me a little
1: bounce, give me a little bounce. Two, one. bust off! Are you ready to start having productive conversations if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you hear me go through my three-step productive conversation process to solve any problem? And you're thinking, how does she do that? Guess what? I made a really cool resource for you guys. I call it the problem solving one sheet. Okay. It's one sheet front and back. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it will walk you through how to have productive conversations, and you'll practice, and before you know it, you'll be having productive conversations all day, every day. It really is the solution to solve any problem. So you can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash problem solving, all one word. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash problem solving, all one word.